This is Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Listen in as we address your retirement concerns and provide insight to help put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, Retirement Roadmap Radio. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Retirement Roadmap with Master Plan Retirement Consultants. My name is Evan, and with me, as always, retirement planner Mark Fricks. We are nearing the anniversary of a devastating moment in international market history. On October 19, 1987, a severe market crash known as Black Monday occurred, causing worldwide losses of 1.71 trillion U.S. dollars. In addition to devastating worldwide losses, it also sparked fears of a new Great Depression. Though many factors played into creating a perfect storm of a market crash, one of the main causes is thought to have been program-driven trading models, with a flood of sell orders following a bearish market week that was then compounded by investor panic. The S&P and Dow Jones both dropping more than 20%. Of course, this has not been the only historically significant market crash. Many compare Black Monday to the bursting of the real estate bubble in 2008, some agreeing that 2008 was even worse. Mark, first of all, why do we invest in the market? Remind me, <laughs> especially with the risk of such potential loss. Well, after, after hearing that, I don't think we should, actually. Now, you know, so, so we know over time markets make money. The reason people lose money in the market is the two emotions we've talked about, fear and greed. And so the reason to invest in the market is, first of all, it's really the only way to beat inflation. Hmm. Uh, you know, inflation averages three to four percent. As you know, I believe it averages more like four to four and a half percent because of some of the vital things they leave out of it. Uh, so you can't make that kind of money on average in a savings account, a bank account. I know that sometimes rates get higher and you make a little bit more money, but that means all the other rates are higher, so you're losing money in other places. But long term, the uh, market has averaged eight percent. So you've got to invest there, especially during your growth years. If you're working and, and and, and you're trying to accumulate money, you have to realize that theoretically you're saving for the last third of your life, unless you want to work till you die. And so if you're going to be retired for 25 years and you don't grow enough money, um, you're not going to be able to afford to retire. That, that kind of comes down to that. We've seen that as, a, as an example with, uh, you know, as we know, uh, we work with a lot of federal workers. And so one of their choices in their thrift savings plan, which is like a 401k, is what's called the G fund. Those are government bonds. Mm -hmm. They don't even beat inflation. It's kind of like putting it in a CD or something like that. And the, the difference after 25 years is, uh, you, know, you know, like 300,000 versus a million. And so you never, don't even keep it with inflation. And then you introduce taxes and that's, a, that's even more drain on whatever you're saving, okay? So to be, you have to be in the market to uh, really to be able to save enough money to retire on unless you just want to live on Social Security, if it's still there. Okay, so are you <laughs> saying that investing in the market is the right choice for everyone? Uh, no blanket statements, <laughs> no recommendations here. I'm just saying that that's the reason that we invest in the market. Mm. Um, you know, I've got some clients that want to be totally in the market, even in retirement. I've got some clients that are like, uh, how can I keep all my money safe? I think there needs to be a balance, especially when you're approaching retirement. But, you know, we have uh, a lot of uh, our clients' kids come to see us and they're in their, you know, 20s and 30s, maybe even 40s, and, and they're looking for help. And at that age, I say, you need to be all in the market. You need to be not necessarily aggressive, but at least moderate uh, and, and just ignore the market. Just, you know, I mean, maybe we can help you manage your 401k here and there and things like that to avoid some of the drops. 
But long term, you know, the money, the market makes money. So long term, the market makes money. Shouldn't retirees be even more wary of the market than someone who may be younger with a much longer time horizon, where as a retiree or soon to be has a very short time horizon? Um, if some retirees could benefit from this market growth, how can they reconcile this? Yeah, so so um, that's what makes retirement consultants different. Uh, you know, if you go down to the local broker or advisor or whatever, you know, and you're 35 or 45 and sometimes even older, they're just going to throw you in the market but just sway you more toward bonds. Well, you know, bond portfolios can lose money too, as we saw last year. And so it is more conservative. And, you know, that's fine, but that's very, very old-style investing. But, as you know, being retirement consultants, we go much deeper than that and much broader than that. So it's not just about being in the market. You know, it's the, this, the story I tell probably on several of these episodes about, uh, you know, you save all your life in this one big bucket, this 401k bucket, and it has one job, right, mm -hmm. to grow. You, know, you put money in, they put money in, market makes money over time if you don't panic and get out at the wrong time. And, but, you know, as you said, in retirement, uh, that big bucket has about six to eight to ten different jobs. And so some of it still needs some growth, but maybe some of it needs to be slower, moderate, conservative growth for things we need in the next year or two. Some of it needs to be maybe a little more moderate for things we want in the next two to five to ten years. Maybe we have a more aggressive bucket, but we know we don't need it until we need health care, maybe in 20, 25 years. And so we divide that up to make it more efficient. Then we might need some buckets that produce income. Well, I don't believe in the market doing a very good job of producing income. So we use other tools, other methods to provide more of a guaranteed income stream that's not affected by the market. So now we got not all of our money in the market. I think you mentioned on a previous episode, maybe, maybe you're 50 or 40% in the market and, and 50 or 60% in protected income growth accounts. Um, and, and so it's just that you have to look at it differently, but it doesn't mean you necessarily, you don't vacate the market. Mm -hmm. You can't leave the market totally, uh, just need to treat it differently. And so for uh, someone with a longer time horizon who is employed, um, maybe even earlier mid in their career uh, with a longer time horizon, maybe something like an index fund makes perfect sense for them long term. However, if you were nearing retirement within a few years, something like that, if the market were to hit, uh, index fund is going to have, uh, going to be rocked. So right. um, you speak a little bit more towards what you might suggest for someone closer to that. And, and again, no blanket mm -hmm. statements for anyone. Right. That's but no recommendations here. Uh, so some strategies. Uh, yeah. Right so, so, you know, as an example, let's, let's take an age. Let's say you're in your early to mid forties. You know, I would just, I would just, depending on the person, put them somewhere in the middle, moderate to moderate aggressive and, and let the indexes work because the index may drop 30% this year, but that means next year is probably going to do a positive number. Mm -hmm. We've only had two times in the history of the market that the market's lost money two years in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you lost money this year or last year, you're probably going to make money this year. Okay. And so, uh, again, if you've got a time horizon of 10 plus years, um, just set up a portfolio and, you know, somebody like us can help you do that and pretty much let it ride. But if you start getting into your late forties, early fifties, you need to start being a little more strategic. You need to start taking a look at not only what you're in, but maybe even making some changes along the way, not based on emotions, but based on either advice from some uh, from a fiduciary or, or something like that that can look at it without emotion and say, you know, uh, according to algorithms and, and uh, the history of the market and what computers are telling us, this part of the market is 
starting to get rocky. So let's pull back out of that. Um, not, not that we're trying to day trade, of course. This might be a once a month or once a quarter look at, at the 401k or whatever it is. But to, to just avoid some of the valleys. If you have a lower, a higher valley, you have a higher mountain, okay? Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's, it's a matter of just adjustments, you know, based on historical research um, by a couple of companies, one of them being Financial Engines, um, by, by uh, using com uh, computer algorithms to look at these portfolios, uh, there's an average of 3 to 4% better return with a little less risk. Mm -hmm. And so an extra 3 to 4% over a you know, five or 10 year period can make a pretty big difference. So yeah. uh, it is, it's, it's, it's depends on the age range. Like you said, if, you know, if you're 25, I'll put all the chips on the table, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, as you, as you get older, you, you can afford less and less. Imagine if you were planning on retiring in 2007 and, and, and you're just in a moderate 401k, you probably did not retire well, if you retired two thousand seven, you probably went back to work in two thousand eight or nine if you could get mm -hmm. a job, right? And so it's, it can be devastating. So there is needs to be more attention paid, whether it be the person themselves, whether it be a fiduciary to help you manage it, some something of that nature to uh, look at how far you are away from retirement versus how the market needs to be treated in your portfolio. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. The week prior to Black Monday was a bearish week in the market. Major indexes brought losses of around 10%, so the pressure was to sell was already primed on mm -hmm. close of market Friday for a Monday morning, right? There, there were some other signs of incoming trouble as well, slowing economic growth, rising inflation. The U.S. dollar was strong, so our exports were suffering a little bit. Stocks were overvalued uh, due to a divergence of market and the economy. So when the market opened on Monday, uh, those uh, programmatic, uh, programmatic trading mm -hmm. uh, orders to sell, they struck wave after wave after wave, and then panic investors followed then suit. the individuals followed suit. And so right. we see all these things working together, <clears throat> and you even see some of these signs ahead of time. So are there any signs that you look for in a market, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and given the circumstance, how do you position your clients to withstand the storm? So a couple of things. Number one is, as you, as you know, we, we are part now of that computer program trading. And mm -hmm. so therefore, that week before, we, our computers probably would have already gotten us out of a lot of those positions. Mm -hmm. It was the individual investors that weren't using those programs that got hit the hardest. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and you know, a little interesting, I probably shouldn't reveal this, but that's actually the year I got my investment license. Oh, wow. It was 1987. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, and so one of my first clients was a family member. I'm not going to mention any names. So I felt pretty bad because we weren't using computer models. I just put them in a model <clears> and, <throat> and now uh, he recovered. Everything was fine, it wasn't mad, it was the way the world was, but I learned a very harsh, quick lesson very early in my career. Um, so, but, but again, because we're using those computer models, we probably would have gotten out of most of those positions. So it was, again, the individual investor that then saw Black Monday, and then, then what did they do? They panicked, okay? Because part of investor behavior that we discussed actually in our, I think our last episode, is the fact that whatever's happening right now is going to continue. So if you're in the middle of Black Monday and you see markets just falling, in your mind, it's like it's never going to recover, it's never going to quit falling, which is not true. So if, if they just held their position, the recovery, actually the, uh, the market made money that year. Yeah. Barely, 
But the so if you just held on to it and waited till the end of December, you would have been about even. And and so again, it's that fear and greed factor that either if you've got somebody helping you, uh, or the computer oriented programming uh, programs that we use, then black money would not have been an issue. Well, and, you know, it's easy to know that intellectually. But it's really hard to blame an investor when you're looking Absolutely. at your own account and watching it shrink to Absolutely. not just pull the plug and say, I'm out. That, that's, again, that's that fear and greed. And that was intense fear. That was like, this is money I've saved and I'm never getting it back. Yeah. That's what that was. And, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, that somebody is crazy for doing that's That's a fact. That's the way our emotions work, okay? It's the same thing with things are good. You know, it's, it's what, you know, how the tech bubble occur because everybody was seeing the tech market going up and up and up and you're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit in tech and you see it going up even more, well, I'm going to buy more. It goes up more, I'm going to buy more and guess what? You're buying higher and higher and higher and then it collapsed and yeah. so people lost so much money and it's just, it's those two emotions and I'm not blaming anybody I, you know that's why I don't manage my own money mm. I, I let the computer our computer managers are actively management managers manage that money because even I have emotions and I'm not gonna say I can control every emotion as well yeah uh, folks I do want to take a moment to remind you to check out our website masterplanretire.com there you can find multiple retirement resources including links to these episodes um, all, perhaps the most important is a schedule now button in fact you can Go directly to Mark's calendar and find a time that works best for you to schedule your complimentary consultation as an opportunity to discuss your own retirement with, with Mark, your, your hopes, your fears, your concerns. Um, we offer some reports we can run for you, give you a 10,000-foot view of your own retirement. So feel free to take us up. Again, completely complimentary, masterplanretire.com, or feel free to give us a call at the office, 770-980-9262. Can you speak a little bit more, you mentioned this earlier on in the conversation about how we would diversify assets a bit in a retirement plan. Can you speak more about the creation of a true retirement plan and how you balance longevity and protection? Okay, so uh, a true retirement plan consists of many, many components. So what we're talking about today, the part of that retirement roadmap, as we like to call it, is the asset and growth section, okay? And so we've talked about this before, the color of money. So as you're working, you're younger in middle years, all of your money needs to be red. Red equals risk, okay? Uh, again, not a recommendation, I'm just saying generally speaking, um, the majority of your money needs to be there. Um, but as we get closer to retirement, we begin segmenting, again, those buckets we talk about or whatever, uh, but the colors help us. And so we still need some of that red money, but we, we, as I mentioned earlier, we use actively managed accounts, which turns that red a little bit more orange. So it pulls a little bit of the risk out. You can still lose money. You can, you can still have fluctuations. We're trying to minimize those or make them less volatile. But then we set aside some money into what we call green money. So green money is growth that is tied to the market. In other words, it can go up with the market, but it can't go down with the market. Now, it's not going to make as much as the market. So if the market's averaging eight, maybe these average five to six, okay, but they don't go below zero, okay? And so that's a perfect income bucket. If you don't have fluctuations, uh, you know, you don't want to be taking money out of your account on a monthly basis in retirement if your account's down 22% or 36% like the NASDAQ was last year. And so, Green money is income money. 
then you still have a little bit of yellow money, which is cash and things like that. And then we even go further. We take that red uh, money, which is now orange. We also diversify that more as well. You might have four or five red buckets or orange buckets that are managed differently. Some may be growth, some may be value, some may be international, some may be very conservative, some may be a little more moderate. Some might be something like a hedge, like a precious metals. Uh, was meeting with a client the other day and they was like, do you use hedge funds? No, I don't mean that. I mean a hedge, kind of hedging our bets, okay? Mm -hmm. And so precious metals uh, work the opposite of the market. And so we believe in having some precious metals. I prefer the physical, actually, um, because there's no fees built in. There's no a bunch of there's not mining stocks included. There's not all these little weird things going on. It's strictly just gold and silver primarily. That again, um, typically when the market uh, goes, uh, I'll give you an example. Okay, this is these are rock solid numbers. Uh, the 2008-2009 over that one and a half to two year period, the market dropped 56 percent. Uh, a 50-50 combination of gold and silver went up almost 500%, mm. okay? And so uh, now it pulled back some, but it never went back to where it was when the market recovered. So it is, we call it wealth insurance. So that's mm -hmm. just another example of, of being able to, to diversify uh, so that we've got something in areas that work, that have a direct correlation to the market uh, or a direct opposite reaction. Uh, at the, while at the same time, um, you know, certain times value stocks do better, certain times growth stocks do better. So we want uh, different variations of that too. And then we, again, we throw the green money in on top of that as well. And now you get a nice balance. Think of it this way, Evan. Um, if precious metals are up some when your market's down, plus you've got half your money in green, your overall portfolio may actually be up a little bit. Right. You know, so um, it, it's, it's just, uh, it's a different way of looking at it because now we're retired, now we have different needs uh, different goals, and uh, I don't want any, any of my clients to have to go back to work. Right, right. Well, I love that. Um, you know, we're, we're balancing out our market money um, with some protected growth, uh, potentially hedging with uh, alternative investments like uh, gold, precious metals, gold and silver, things like that. But I think it's also important to uh, remind people, a lot of times we look at the stock market and just think immediately, that's just all risk money, That that's, you know, but there are levels to even the risk in that because you know we use several different money managers. Each one has a a dozen or more um, different portfolio. More than a dozen. I mean, probably how mm -hmm. many? Um, and so the potential and e each one of those has a different risk level. If you know, if you have yes, there are aggressive growth buckets, but the amount that we use those for clients um, who are at retirement age, you wouldn't use such an aggressive bucket. Maybe something moderate. Or if you want a growth bucket, a, an aggressive growth bucket, you balance it out with another bucket that would be more conservative um, or maybe that have different goals and tactics that balance each other out. So it, it, there are a, a lot, a million ways to look at it, honestly, um, and how that balances the other colors of your money as and well. And what's great is each money manager has a different uh, philosophy. So when they when they put together their computer program, they, they, they set up the parameters. Okay, we're going to take these... 500 S&P stocks, and we're going to have these four filters or six filters or eight filters. So each of them are filtering out something different to get what they want, and then they constantly monitor it. So by having four, five, or six of these accounts, um, again, maybe this one's filtering out all the companies that um, 
Uh, I'm just trying to think of a good example, maybe that uh, are in a certain sector. Um, maybe this one's filtering out companies that don't pay a good dividend. Uh, maybe, um, I mean, this uh, thematic investing, which is more of a longer term, looking not at sectors, but at uh, particular types of companies uh, based on growth patterns or what. I mean, it's so, so many different things you can choose from. And we're constantly monitoring, looking for, you know, what works best, what's what's continuing to do better. Uh, we recently um, fired one of our money managers or in the process of firing that particular portfolio because it has lagged behind our other ones. Uh, and so I'm not going to, uh, whatever algorithm they changed or whatever today's world has changed since five years ago when they had a great track record, uh, we're, we're not going to stick with us. Our job is to continually monitor those and, and swap them out as changes in the economy, changes in the portfolio, and changes in the client's life as well. Yeah. Well, we already know that one of the biggest hurdles to overcome in retirement planning is, of course, outliving your money. Uh, we've spoken about market risk, but we know that nothing happens in a vacuum, yeah. correct? A poor market may also coincide with high inflation. Inflation can push people into higher tax brackets. Tax laws can change with policy change. Our, our regular income streams, such as Social Security uh, or our, our health care coverage, like Medicare, can also be affected by inflation and taxation, etc. So how do you plan for one problem area when there are so many other external forces to consider that also affect each other? Well, so that's another show. <laughs> <laughs> but short answer is this, is we constantly monitor and, as you know, meet with our clients regularly to make those adjustments based on all the things that are happening. We communicate via email, um, uh, we communicate via phone calls, we communicate uh, with, with review meetings, sometimes short Zoom meetings. A lot of times a client may call them and just say, hey, I just, I just need to be talked to for a minute. Mm -hmm. I'm a little uncomfortable with what's happening here, there, or the other. And, and we just, we give them the truth because we have a, a, a viewpoint that not only, again, we're taking some of the fear and greed out of the emotion, uh, but just to, a lot of times they just say, I just need reminding, you know, of our long-term goals. And, uh, you know, by the way, 60% of your money can't even go down, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it keeps up with inflation because we've added an inflation factor to the income or whatever. And so it, it's just a matter of continually monitoring and making sure, and our staff does a great job of doing that. Uh, you know, if they call me, if they call you or whatever, uh, we, we know what their plan looks like. It's in writing, their retirement roadmap, and uh, if we need to make a tweak, a change, because, again, of economic reasons, because of laws that have changed, like you said, because of things that changed in their lives, we can do that, and we, we constantly monitor that. Well, and that's the nuance of retirement planning is that there are multiple strategies, and how they all work together is a big focus of what we do. It's easy to be nervous. Final question. <laughs> it's easy to be nervous of the stock market when the largest asset of so many Americans is, in fact, a bucket of invested money in a 401k or, or a similar retirement savings vehicle, what would you say to a retiree or soon-to-be uh, who, who has fear of the market? Um, call us, schedule a meeting, because uh, if you don't have a plan, it's easy to be fearful. Mm -hmm. One of the first things people tell us after about the third meeting is, you know what you guys have done for me? You've given me peace of mind because I have a plan, I see how it works, I see the balance, and I can see how I'm not going to run out of money because I've got guaranteed income over here. So even if the market went to zero, 
which it will never, it can't do. That means our country has ceased to exist. Um, but even if it went to zero, I have this guaranteed income here. And so there's this peace of mind. So really having a plan, mm. you know, imagine the stress of building a house without a blueprint. So it's, it's basically having a blueprint for retirement. Yeah. Great. Well, folks, I want to remind you to check out our website, masterplanretire.com. There you can schedule your complimentary consultation with Mark. Also, our phone number, 770-980-9262. Mark, any parting words for our audience today? Hey, bookmark the website. It's a great resource. Constantly adding new information and checklists, all those types of things, new episodes all the time. Uh, and schedule a meeting. I'd love to meet with you, okay? But until we see each other again, remember, plan well and prosper. Take care, everybody. This was Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. To schedule a complimentary consultation, go to masterplanretire.com or call 770-980-9262. Thanks for listening, and remember, plan well and prosper. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services offered through Master Plan Retirement Consultants, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Mark Fricks and Master Plan Retirement Consultants are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.